You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of two. And I'm Carol, your dating and relationship coach. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Beware, don't compare today. I'm excited about it because... Because I think that's a problem that we all face, you know? We're all trying to compare ourselves to others. In Florida, everyone drives, not everyone, but you see a lot more fancy cars than you do in Philly. Like, because the rich people in Philly don't really drive. They all live in downtown, so they don't have to drive around. Mm-hmm. But in Florida, you see, like, Bentleys and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and stuff all the time. And when I pass one, I always look at the driver, and the more the driver has in common with me, the more pissed off I am. (laughs) (laughs) So if it's like an old white guy, I'm like, oh, of course, yeah, who cares? And if it's Mm -hmm. like a young person, I'm like, hmm, fuck them. Exactly. If it's like a young woman, I'm like, wait a second, whose dick did she suck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, starting with the expletives early in the morning. Well, listen to this. I I got a, um, I used to drive a scooter, right? Like a, a really mm-hmm. cute little yellow one. And I was riding it all around New Orleans. It was it was great. I looked really adorable. And then I got pregnant and I kept riding my scooter for mm-hmm. way too long. I was like, it, to the point where I was like five <laughs> months pregnant. And I was like, okay, I actually need to um, buy a car now. And then right. my scooter got stolen. And I was like, oh, shit. oh, like, okay, that's just the world telling me that it's time to buy a car. And so and I had all this stuff to do that weekend. So I had to like pull the trigger on something right away. And I was like, I'm going to buy a CRV. They're super safe, very reliable, like definite mom car. But the only one they had yeah. was this like gunmetal gray. And I was like, whatever, it's not my favorite, but I'm just, I'm in desperate need of a car. Right. I'm telling you, the only other people that drive this car are white ladies with frizzy hair in their late 50s or early 60s. It makes me feel terrible. I like I was at the time I was just like it doesn't matter like I have a 2-year-old like or, or, I will have a 2-year-old and you know she'll be throwing right. stuff all over the place who cares. But now My I'm hair like will be frizzy by then. Yeah, exactly. But I don't feel I'm like wait, I'm still young and sexy. Why do I have an old white lady car? This is not appropriate. Like so I am looking to trade in my vehicle and guess what I'm getting? A Lambo. Then you'd be hating on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's get started. We're talking about, you know, comparison today. Um, I think this is a really great place just to start. You know, we, we mentioned in the intro that we would be doing this whole season, 16 episodes on um, what it is, uh, what your relationship with yourself is like and, and how to start there as far as like finding finding out why you're not necessarily... Uh, achieving what you want to achieve. So the first thing we thought we'd talk about is how looking at what others are achieving can be inhibiting you and holding you back. So what do you think? That's right. So yeah, so constant comparison, especially, you know, when we're scrolling around social media and we're seeing everybody with their perfect lives. I think these days comparison is more detrimental than it's ever been, although I'm sure people were still comparing like in the 1800s, someone else's weird poofy dress. But (laughs) now it's like we're comparing (laughs) like vacations and cars and bodies. We get to see everyone like half naked and we're like, damn it, why doesn't my ass look like that? So comparison always, you know, when you're comparing to someone that you think is better than you, better looking than you, has more money than you, is more accomplished than you, it pretty much always breeds 
envy and frustration and unhappiness. And there was even a study done in the state in the, in the State University of New York at Buffalo. And it showed that after participants were asked to repeat the sentence, I wish I were a five times, that the subjects were noticeably more dissatisfied with their lives. So science proves that comparison is bad for you. And, you know, your mental outlook on things and your perception of your reality is everything. So you might think that you look good, like you might get dressed up one night and think that you look bad as shit, and then you get to the club and there's, like, some girl who looks ten times better than you. Like, now you feel like shit, when before... You felt fine before you saw that girl. So it's like, do you really look like shit? Or do you still look as bad as you did when you left the house? So I was thinking about this, like when my son, he got like $500 for his birthday. And he was like, I'm rich. And somebody was like, no, you're not. $500 isn't anything. And he was immediately sad. (laughs) So, you know, the way you perceive your reality is everything. So if you perceive your reality based on someone else's reality, you know, it's always going to leave room for you to feel like shit about yourself. And while you feel like shit about yourself, comparing yourself to others, it's really hard for you to then focus on yourself and do the things you need to do to make your life a life that you actually want it to be. So if you're all depressed and miserable after scrolling on Instagram for two hours, you don't really feel like being creative and doing the things that really make you happy as a person and you just stay in that kind of miserable state and it's kind of a vicious cycle because when you're miserable you can't really get much accomplished you can't really think about ways to make your own life better and you're just thinking about how great someone else's life looks to be you know what it appears to be the way to stop comparing yourself to others one way is to focus on what's important to you so if you are seeing somebody drive around in a Lamborghini, you have to ask yourself how, how important, and you're mad about it, like I am. <laughs> you have to ask yourself how important a Lamborghini is to you. Like, is it really important in your life, or you're just, like, having this fantasy that's making you upset when in reality you would rather just drive, like, a Range Rover, which is a lot more, you know, economical. Not that economical, but it's a dream that's a lot more achievable (laughs) than the Lamborghini dream. Sure, for some, You know what I mean? So so I think that when you focus on the things that you really want, instead of thinking about what you're mad about others having, you can actually make, you know, strides in accomplishing those things. And lastly, I think that the best person to compare yourself to is your old self. Yes, I because love Because that's this. really the only person that matters is like how how we were. Are you happier than you were last year? Are you, you know, better off than you were last week? Are you, you know, are you not crying as much as you cried yesterday? Then damn it, you're doing okay. <laughs> I love this. This is like, like, <laughs> first of all, we have the like very high bar of uh, achieving a Range Rover and or yeah. <laughs> a Lamborghini or... <laughs> The very low bar of, did you just cry less than yesterday? Because that's yeah. great. <laughs> but you know what? That's a, well, we're you got to shoot for the stars, but you got to be grounded in reality. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I really, really like that. Cool. I'm, I'm on board with everything that you said, definitely. A um, couple more points I have to add here. Okay, I've been thinking about this thing that people do with their clothes, right? Now, you know, you and I are in our 30s. And so a lot of people I know have like, including myself, have finally figured out how to dress their bodies. But I remember being in high school and not really understanding like what I had going on after puberty. Like I was a little curvier and I would see clothes on models or in a magazine or on a mannequin. And I would think 
that looks so cute on her. And then I would put it on myself and it didn't look the same way. And it made me feel, I'm like, why does it, you know, I get sex appeal when I'm looking at it on the mannequin, but I'm not getting sex appeal, making me look chunky, you know? And I think that, um, that's, that's like a good metaphor for this exact thing is when you, understand the things you have to offer and you understand your positive points, then you don't have to look at what someone else is doing and feel bad that you don't have the same thing because we're not all created equal. You know, it's what's good for them and what they're able to achieve is is great for them, but you have your own things that are better for you. And just like that, you know, some girls can get away with wearing bell bottoms and some girls can't. Some girls look great in a crop <laughs> I'm top. I'm one that can't. And some girls do not, you know, and it's just like, yeah. like buying clothes for your body and understanding what's great about your, your figure. It, you can think about that with all aspects of your life. You know, you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be clothes. It just was a kind of like, um, that's a, a visual representation I was thinking about, about how we should do, do all things, um, and how we value ourselves and what we have to offer. So like, what makes you proud to be you? If you sit down and answer that question, then focus on on that thing. Number two for me is, oh God, the social media thing. You mentioned it already, but I'm, I'm very bad on social media. I get really in my own head about everyone being more successful than me, more attractive, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I get on there, it's bad. And so I only get on there when I'm feeling really good about myself. Because if I get on there when I'm feeling bad about myself, I can become a glutton for punishment. I can spiral down into negative thinking. And that is a great tool for, you know, hitting yourself over and over and over again with a with a stick. It's just like you don't need to do that. So if you already are kind of feeling bad, reach out to a friend, go for a walk outside, cuddle with your dog. I mean, do what you got to do, but stay off Instagram because you will get it's a on pit there. of hell. It is bad. It is bad. I'm not saying it's always bad. Like I can get, I can be inspired by Instagram. I love going on there when right. I feel great, but I stay away from it when I feel bad. And um, I think that's good advice. Yeah, that's and really good advice. I'm gonna take this one too from um, "You Are a Badass" by Jen Sincero. I read that book. <gasps> that's my favorite book. One thing that she <laughs> says is that. You should hang out with people that are like one step beyond you. You don't want to hang out with everybody that's like right in the same level of life as you are. You want to find people that are just a little bit ahead of you um, because they can inspire you to take that next step. You can talk to them about how they did it, you know, and and then similarly, you do not want to go with someone that is like light years ahead of you. So if you're living in a one bedroom apartment, right. you don't want to be hanging out with someone that owns a mansion because that, you know, the comparison thing will feel terrible. But if you just hang out with someone that's, you know, maybe in a two or three bedroom apartment, then you can see what's possible for you. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I spent a night in some guy's beach house, a weekend actually, and it made me feel like crap. I liked my house before. <laughs> and I came back exactly. to my house. I was like, this is bullshit. No I view know. of the ocean. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what you were talking about, though. Perception, right? Like, you, you felt fine Absolutely. about your house until you went and saw what someone else had, you know? It's yeah. like when you when you order at a restaurant and you get something and your partner gets something and then you exactly. see what they... You're like, wait a minute. Now I don't want chicken. Wait now I want fish. Yeah. And yeah, I, exactly. I will... <laughs> I will say that happens all the time. Yeah. My husband is very nice. He always gives me whatever is better. Isn't that sweet? That's that's, that's a good husband. Yeah. He, he's great. He's really nice. He trades the like whole that. thing or does he oh, do yeah. like half and half? No. Paul, I mean, Paul we'll will do like half and half. Like I'll be able to eat half of his and he'll eat half of mine if I don't like mine. 
I'm sure that's what Emil would prefer. But if I want the whole thing, he would just <laughs> switch it out. He's really nice. And he that's also lets right me. There. Yes. And he lets me have Paul, the first. Paul, take notes. <laughs> he lets me have the first <laughs> bite of, of his entree, too, even if it's like his. Whoa. I know. That's pretty amazing. And Paul would even, never. He would he block even, my fork with the quicks. <laughs> He even lets me have the last bite of things that are really good. Isn't that nice? That's good. I know. Um, Okay. So one other thing we've been talking about is, you know, okay, jealousy, comparison, all that stuff, right? But sometimes I think you can use this to your advantage. So rather than just always feeling like this is such a negative thing, I think if you're consistently comparing yourself or feeling jealous of those around you, one thing you can do is is notice if there's any through lines there. Like if always, you you know, every time you see someone, I don't know, playing an instrument, you're like, oh, that person's so good at that and I'm never going to play an instrument and I suck. Like if that's what's happening, maybe you really should be paying attention and start playing an instrument. I mean, I think that can be yeah. sort of like a, um, a metal detector uh, on a beach for you to figure out what it is that you would want to do. You know, pay attention to what Absolutely. is, what's, you know, itching. Yeah. Yeah. Scratch that itch. Uh-huh. Okay, so Carolyn, we did a little homework related to this topic. Yes, What'd you we do? did. So our homework was to find someone that we compare ourselves to and kind of like investigate their lives and see, you know, maybe what they had to go through or, you know, what what they did and, you know, are you comparing yourself to their, you know, finished version? Like my person was Oprah. Who is really a really hard comparison. No one should ever compare themselves to Oprah. Right. But, I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, just shoot for the moon. <laughs> I look at what? Oprah's life all the time, and I'm like, damn it, Oprah. But, you know, when I did some investigating, and I looked through, I mean, this is something that I kind of already knew, but I never thought about it in this way. You know, I wouldn't really actually want to change lives with Oprah for many reasons. Uh, one being that her childhood was really crappy in that she was abused sexually as a child she grew up really poor she bounced around households and you know I was lucky to have a really great childhood with two parents who loved the crap out of me and spoiled me maybe a little bit too much but they were like great great parents and we lived in a really nice house and a nice neighborhood and I didn't have any of those struggles that Oprah did early on and I wouldn't want to trade that part of our lives for anything and I wouldn't even want to trade a lot about her life now. Like, she doesn't have kids. I, you know, I have a kid. I, I would, you know, I still, I want, I wanted kids in life. So that's something that I couldn't do. And I think that even her, you know, I think that her status is so crazy and so huge that I wouldn't even want that. All I think about is the billions. I'm like, damn, you know. Yeah, you want that I money. buy a Lambo with that. You want that <laughs> Oprah money. Duh. I want that Oprah money, but I don't want to be Oprah. And I think that when we compare ourselves to people, we don't, we just look at the outside like, oh, wow, like she's beautiful or she's rich or, you know, she drives a nice car, but we don't really, like Kim, Con- Kim Kanye, Kim, <laughs> Kim Kardashian, she's beautiful, you know, she's rich, you know, she has like a big family. I don't know. I always would think like damn having like a lot of sisters that's probably fun as shit mm-hmm. but anyway like if you look at her life it's like she's married to Kanye West who would really want that her mom <laughs> seems crazy as hell <laughs> her ass is like all weird and fake and everyone's always taking pictures of it like would I really want to be Kim Kardashian no 
but you know what I mean? On the outside, it looks good. So I think that we never think about what people are really going through in their lives, their real struggles. We only look at the good, we never look at the bad. Sure, of course. And I kind of, you know, I, I went on a little bit of a tangent while I was doing this. So I ended up looking at um, John Hamm because I was like trying to think of people who had these, you know, like interesting. John Hamm is that Mad Men? Mm hmm. Yeah. He's he, sexy. Yeah, and he didn't, I mean, he didn't become, he, like, toiled away in L.A. for decades, I think, like, working in restaurants, and he didn't get Mad Men until he was, like, well into his 30s. He he did it. He just kept working on it and working on it and working on it and getting small roles and getting little shit parts, and then eventually he landed that big role, and now he's, you know, now he's living Yeah, he's large. John Hamm. Yeah, now, he, now we know his name. Um, and... I, so I looked at him. I looked at Cheryl Strayed, who's an author. I looked at J.K. Rowling. I kind of looked at um, just these, you know, these couple different people. And what I noticed the through line was is that they all worked their tails off to get where they are. Like not a one of them just opened their door one day to some, you know, wizard saying, hey, do you want to be well known and famous? J.K. Rowling did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that's funny. You know, they just, they did it like, like you're supposed to kind of, you know, quote unquote supposed to, but you know, you get a job at like your college newspaper and then you write for this publication that's nothing. And then you do this and then you hone your craft and then you get another one and then you get rejected and then you get rejected and then you get rejected and then you get rejected. And then eventually, you know, you believe in yourself, you keep going, you do it day by day and, and it, and it comes to life. And I think the same for us, we're out here trying this. If we continue to do this, like, is podcast number a thousand going to be a thousand times better than podcast number one? Obviously. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> if it's not, we're going to have a real problem. If it's not, we're, we have some bigger issues. <laughs> yeah. You think about the first time John Hamm ever acted. That's where you should be comparing yourself. So are you like on your right. first day of trying to do something? You're not an expert. Just do it today. And then tomorrow you'll be a little better and the next day a little better and the next day a little better. And you'll learn, you know, learn from other people that are one step ahead of you and you just keep going. That's the thing that matters is starting and yeah. and continuing to grow. My sister said something really smart one time and that was like, Your sister you know how everybody kind of just wants it all now? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you look at someone, you compare your life to them and you want everything they have now without doing the years and years and years of work and preparation for it. And my sister made a great point one day and she was like, if you all of a sudden had all that now, all the money and all the, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. Like if all of a sudden you were at the top of your field right now Mm -hmm. you would have no idea how to handle it like if you had like all of a sudden now you're on speaking tours and now you're doing this and now you're doing that and now you have a television show you would be freaking the fuck out because you wouldn't have all that preparation and all that hard work behind you to actually prepare yourself for that level of success so if that level of success hit you Right now, you would not even be prepared for it, and you lose it all immediately. Like, if somebody was like, hey, Carolyn, here's a TV show, I'd be like, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd do pretty good, but you're right. Success is incremental. I mean, I think that's the major takeaway, that you don't don't get it all in one chunk. It's it's little by little. And so... Yeah. You got to feel good. Got to feel good that you were better than yesterday. Got to feel good that you cried a little bit less, and got to feel good that you're on, you know, that you're going to start. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I think that we wanted to challenge you guys to also do this homework and to kind of look at the people that you've been comparing yourselves to and kind of think a little bit deeper about it. Like when you see that Instagram model, 
next time. Be, wonder like, you know, is her life really that perfect? Think about would you actually want to trade lives with these people? Like you, you might think you do, but I think the answer is no. So I think, I think we challenge you. I think we challenge you. We do challenge you to go out and think a little deeper about the people that you are comparing yourselves to. Yes. And we'll be back at this next uh, in two weeks. So it's a bi-weekly podcast. Don't forget. Don't come back next week because we won't be here. But two weeks, we'll talk about um, your personal definition of success. So, I mean, I think taking all these lessons and really thinking about, like Carolyn said, you know, is a Lamborghini important to you? What is important to you? What makes you proud to be you? What's important to you? What would it take in this life to make you feel successful? Um, And that is what we're going to tackle next time on Kicking the Panties. This has been Carolyn and Becca saying, what are you going to do this week? Stop comparing, bitch. Kicking the Panties. <laughs> I'll let you open up. You're like, whose dick did she suck? I'm like, oh my God, this is season one, episode one. Whose dick did she suck? That's who I am, Becca. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Hey. Okay.